Welcome and thank you for letting me share God's Word with you today in this Bible study and reflection on March 30th, 2022. It is true, together we're all learning, loving, living God's Word. You know, if you hadn't yet or haven't for quite a while checked out BibleProject.com, please do. They have a wealth of study resources that they make available, and it's all for free. The Bible truly is a unified story that leads to Jesus. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Lord and most merciful God, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is revealed to us through your Holy Word. Help us, O oh Lord, to stay connected and engaged with your holy word. Amen. In the past, I did a Bible study and reflection titled, What Happened to You? I had several friends ask me that relative to my, my faith journey. Um, this one could be titled, What Happened to You? Part 2. Well, the answer, again, is, Jesus happened to me. And he is happening to others as well. I'd like to read a couple of passages from the book of Mark and one from the book of Luke. And I'll start with the book of Mark. This is chapter 5, verses 21 through 34. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders, named Jairus, came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her, that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because, she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touches my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. The next piece I would like to read is from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verses 17 through 19. And this involves healing and touching as well. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, 
from Jerusalem and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by, his, by impure spirits were cured, and all the people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Have you ever thought about meeting Jesus in person? Well, guess what? You can meet Jesus, and you can talk to Jesus. <laughs> really, you might ask? Yes. Open your Bible. He's on every page. It may not be as obvious in the Old Testament, but there are many signposts that point to a need for and the promise of a Savior. And the New Testament reveals the Savior that the Old Testament pointed to. Look at it this way. The authors of the books found in the New Testament spent time with Jesus, heard his teaching, saw the miracles he performed, and they were all touched by him. Enough so that they felt compelled to write about their experiences with him. So, we can meet Jesus through the written testimony of those followers of his that were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Well, if that's how we meet Jesus, how can we talk to him? We talk to him through our prayers. He invites us to share our burdens with him. Does he talk back to us? Well, yes, but maybe not as directly as we would like. I want to share with you a couple of personal stories that are clearly evidence of Jesus speaking to me through others. First, a story about a special young man in his mid-twenties. I've been actively sharing my faith story with him for over seven years. The result of intentional faith sharing, I have witnessed Jesus at work in this young man. Recently, he called me to share a story with me. He said he was in a fast food restaurant, and a gentleman came in to get something to eat. But the folks working at the counter asked him to leave because he didn't have any shoes on. He said he appeared to be homeless and probably was. My friend goes on to tell me that he asked the guy to come outside because he had something for him. When he got outside, my friend took off his shoes and gave them to the stranger so he could go back in the fast food establishment and get something to eat. But before he went back in, the stranger asked my friend if there was something he could do or say that would assure him that Jesus loved him. My friend reached in his pocket and pulled out a small wooden cross that I had given to him years ago and gave it to the stranger and told him any time he doubted whether Jesus loved him or not, he could reach in his pocket and touch the cross and be reminded that Jesus does love him. After we talked briefly on the phone, I shot him a text and let him know how meaningful his story was and that I truly appreciated him sharing that with me. His reply was, through him, with a capital H, you've been my change and it's all running its course. Mm. I'll, share the, I'll share these stories with you, not to put myself, pat myself on the back, but to show the power of a touch that comes from Jesus. Seven days ago, I received a message from a friend of mine I'd like to share with you. And I quote, Arthur, hope you don't mind me writing, but I wanted to tell you something. You're a good man, and God is using you in a wonderful way. And she goes on to say, I know there are those 
at AC Flora that you have brought to Christ. And for those of you that don't know, AC Flora is where I went to high school. And we have a group of friends, about a dozen friends on a text thread that we stay in touch with. And also share my weekly Bible study and reflection podcast with them. My friend goes on to say, When I lost my husband, so many people came up to me and told me that they had seen a change in me because I had been brought to Christ by my husband. I mean, if we do anything in life, what can bringing someone to Jesus, what can be better than bringing someone to Jesus in the path to eternity? She also shared with me that she had spoken with a mutual friend recently and could see how his heart had been changed in the past because I had been God's messenger. She closed her comments by saying, I know your comments, etc., are not for personal recognition, but are because you love Jesus Christ, and sharing it makes a difference. I wanted you to know that. Wow. (laughs) Jesus does show up, and he does talk to us through others. I'm always humbled to see how Jesus uses us to reach others. The power of the love of Jesus is endless, so share it boldly and often with others, because I promise you, he will multiply it. What you might consider a small pebble can spread many ripples across an entire body of water. During our Lenten season, a lot of folks give something up for 40 days as a reminder to reflect on the past and look forward to Easter Sunday. I actually add something during my Lent season, and that something I add is a book I read written by our pastor, Tony Metz. The title of the book is Jesus, 40 Days with the Transforming Power of the Messiah. It just so happens that chapter I read today ties in with my message. I want to read a part of the chapter I read today, and I quote, You and I are new people in Christ Jesus. Even with the scars of sin, even with the hurt of broken relationships, and even with the difficulty we often have, In striving to live in community with others who are different from us, God brings people together. In fact, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are made whole and are made into the body of Christ. As a believer, you are a part of the body of Christ. You are the hands of Christ. You are created to bring his healing to a fragmented world. You are called to be part of a community of believers. Find a congregation, if you do not already belong to one, and live with and among God's people, end quote. In closing, I want to share a writing with you that was part of one of my recent daily devotionals. It's titled, The Touch of the Master's Hand. "'Twas battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but held it up with a smile." What am I bidding, good folks, he cried. Who'll start the bidding for me? A dollar, a dollar, then two, only two, two dollars, and who'll make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice, going for three, but no. From the back of the room, a gray-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and tightening the loose strings, He played a melody, pure and sweet, as caroling angels sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, 
What am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. A thousand dollars. Who'll make it two? Two thousand. And who'll make it three? Three thousand once. Three thousand twice. Going, going, gone, he said. The people cheered, but some of them cried. We do not quite understand what changed its worth. Swift came the reply. The touch of a master's hand. And many a man with life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin is auctioned cheap to the thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He is going once, going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes, and the foolish crowd can never quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that's wrought by the touch of the master's hand. That was written by Myra Brooks Welch. She was born in 1877 and died in 1959. She would say that she heard a speaker address a group of students on the power of God to bring out the best in people. She said she herself became filled with light, and that touch of the master's hand was written in 30 minutes. The finished poem was sent anonymously to the editor of her local church news bulletin because she felt it was a gift from God and didn't need her name on it. Let us pray. Almighty God and our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the power that comes in and through your Son, Jesus Christ, working in concert with each one of us, regardless of whether or not we know it. Help us to be mindful of the needs of others and to always share the love and the power of Jesus with them. We ask this in his name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.